Welcome to From Betrayal to Breakthrough. I'm Dr. Debbie Silber, and today's guest is Dr. Brian Stenzler. Dr. Stenzler is an Ultimate Life Tool Facilitator and Corporate Consultant certified through the YOU Institute. He uses the ULT assessment along with his formal education and two to three years plus of clinical experience as a family chiropractic doctor, helping families create more health, happiness, and stronger relationships. Dr. Stenzler has an extraordinary relationship with his wife, Brooke, and five-year-old son, Zion. He has served his profession in numerous roles, including president of the California Chiropractic Association and so much more. He sits on the board of directors for the YOU Institute. He's done so many things. You may have heard about different personality tests and assessments to tell you about your personality and who it's best to work with, collaborate with, date, and more. You're about to learn about another tool that's going to give you an even deeper look into who you are and who you need to be around. You're going to love this conversation I'm having with Dr. Brian Stenzler. Here we go. Okay, everybody, we have Dr. Brian Stenzler with us today. And, you know, I was really interested in having him on the show because this was, you know, we're all about healing from betrayal and using the tools, the resources, the strategies that work. And this was one I hadn't heard of. So I'm bringing Dr. Brian on to tell us all about it. And I hope you're curious because uh, this is an interesting tool we're going to be learning about in the, uh, you know, for the idea of helping us heal from betrayal. So welcome, Dr. Brian. Thank you, Deb. Great to be here. Uh, thank you so much. So we'll get to the tool. We'll get to that. But, you know, Everybody here who's listening, watching, they they have had an experience with betrayal, something you know traumatic. They and they're looking to heal. Is there for, for you to use this tool in your practice with your with your patients, with your clients? Was there something that happened with you? Was there an experience? Yeah, you know, um, I was introduced to this. I was definitely not looking for a tool um, to help me overcome anything or to help other people with it. You know, um, but I. Uh, Prior to moving to San Diego, I, you know, I was born and raised in New York, and I was in a great relationship. We were married five years together for 15 years in total, and that relationship pretty much ran its course. We met when we were 18, and so we didn't know, I didn't know who I was, she didn't know who she was, and so when you do 15 years together from 18 to 33, it's really hard, no matter how great those two people are. So we ended that relationship, ended the marriage, and that's when I moved to San Diego, and I thought at this point that I knew myself. And so not long after moving to San Diego, made a met a great gal. Let's call her Stephanie um, to keep her name uh, anonymous. And she might listen to this because she and I are still friends today, but it almost wasn't the case. Um, but Stephanie and I, uh, we it started hot and heavy. I mean, that relationship, it just felt like she was my June Carter, the person that I'd been missing in my whole life. So for those who don't know the movie Walk the Line, I highly recommend that you watch it. But, you know, she, she and I, we complimented each other so well. We had so many things in common, so many values. And really, it seemed like I was going to be with this person forever. So we're engaged. We kind of even did like this wedding ceremony thing in Greece, even though it wasn't official. Um, so for some people listening to this right now, they might think, oh, I thought you guys were married. So some people thought we were married. Some people knew we weren't. But either way, you know, we spent some really great time together. Uh, but probably after about a year and a half or so, things really started to slip. And the person that I thought I knew, I didn't know. And the person that she thought that she thought she knew, she didn't. Uh, and so I don't blame her. She doesn't blame me. But as the relationship was slipping, before we were actually going to go and legally get married, 
we're like, you know what, maybe we need to take another look at this relationship. And that was really hard in and of itself because it's like embarrassing. You know, we tell people we're going to Greece and get married, um, but we just didn't have the license in order and everything else. So I asked her, I said, well, do you want to do some counseling, some therapy or something? And she was like, no, she didn't want to do that. Mm -hmm. So one of my friends told us about this psychometric tool called the ultimate life tool and said, you know what, you need to meet Dr. Zana Hackett because she really helps couples. She helps individuals. um, She helps families. She helps businesses get to know oneself first and then you get to know the other so it's kind of like getting a manual about the individual so i was like i'm curious and i asked stephanie and she was like yeah sure i'll do that she was willing to do that so we take this test it was like 85 to 90 questions Mm -hmm. Uh, it was really weird i mean the questions were really odd and uncomfortable like it's like a personality assessment kind of like there's some personality things in it but it's asking questions about my physicality it's asking about um, you know, how I suntan, where I carry my weight, about my eye color, my eye size, my hair. Um, it was really odd. And, you know, Stephanie and I were just kind of looking at it and we're like, is this for real? Like, all right, we're going to go with it. So, because this person came, Dr. Hackett came so highly recommended, I had to investigate. I, I, was, I was open and willing. I wanted to try to save this relationship. And so we, we're, we finished taking the test and we go to meet with Zana. We did a discovery session, it's basically a two hour session. And before we even walked in, Zana already knew all about us. And she knew the challenges we were going to have in the relationship, not just from the answers that we gave in the questionnaire, but just by looking at us, which mm-hmm. was really weird. Um, and we spent that. By looking, so so you, she had your, uh, your responses to, to the questionnaire that you had filled out. And based on that, she knew where you were headed. Yeah, where you were at when you in your relationship. Exactly, exactly. So we spend the ninety to one hundred twenty minutes with her, and nailed like nailed everything about me. Things about me that I did not even know that existed, but it made sense when she said it. And it, it was like, wow, I was actually being revealed to myself and to her. Yeah. And the same thing for Stephanie. The things that she said about Stephanie, I never knew that about her. Had I known that, I would have done things differently. And had she known this about me, she might have done things differently. Um, and maybe we not, would not have even chosen each other in the first place. Who knows? But it's about not having the, you know, being armed with the information. So we walked out and just both overwhelmed with so much information. And I asked her, I said, so what, did you, what do you think about implementing those things that we just heard? And she goes, well, they're really great. And, you know, when I start seeing you make some change, then I'll look at making some of my changes. And I was thinking like, okay, well, that's not really what I was going for. I thought we were going to do this together. Yeah, that's not all in. Yeah. And I kind of realized at that point that this relationship was not going to work no matter what, because we were both not willing to do, you know, take responsibility and everything else. And one of the things that Stephanie, and that's when the relationship ended. But one of the things that Stephanie said to me was, I hope while you go through this journey that you really do learn more about yourself and do some personal self-development and stuff like that, which I've always been into personal development. Mm -hmm. So I said, yeah, and I wish the same for you too. Um, But I decided to delve a little bit more deeply into this information. Uh, And I started to go to a lot of their their, uh, open house meetings and stuff. And then I even started to host it in my wellness centers. So they would do their open houses there. So I would hear all about it over and over and over again. And I would take the assessment myself every now and then to see if I was clean and clear and nurturing and feeding myself to make sure that even though I was single, I knew I wouldn't attract the right person in my life until I was ready. Mm-hmm. And um, I took a vow that I would never get into a serious relationship with somebody without them taking the test first. And, and before you even go on, if I tell you how often I recommend 
you never want to get out of a relationship and get into a new one because you're not at your physical, mental, emotional, psychological, spiritual best. That is the ultimate time to do the work, whatever, you know, in whatever way you need to, because when you do, you will attract a very different person. And that's the, that's the time when you're ready, not a minute before. That's yeah, and a, that's a hundred percent right. And, and that's, you know, we've all been betrayed in every relationship. It doesn't have to be abuse. It doesn't have to be cheating. You know, you betrayed in the vision, the dream of what you had, that it's not that person that you thought it was going to be, even though that person might be perfect but not for you. And so there's a betrayal there, even if it's unintentional. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I think that your audience, regardless of why they're listening to this podcast, um, there's something that they're going to gain from this, what, regardless of what betrayal they suffered, because anyone that's been in more than one relationship has been betrayed one way or another. Um, and it's even just- Even betrayal of expectations. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So when I took that vow that I would never get into a serious relationship with somebody again without them taking that test, I started dating this gal named Brooke and things were going really amazingly well. Like this was like my June Carter, you know, version two. I'm like, this is, this is great. But I, I feel like I attracted her into my life because I created like this five page, six page vision board with pictures and everything else of everything that I wanted in a relationship. And it was probably months after I finished that, that I met her and I'm like checking off everything on the box. Okay. One of the things left in here is, is into personal and never ending personal improvement. And so she's got to be willing to take this test. So I said to her, I go, hey, Brooke, before we get any further in this relationship, I just need you to go ahead and take this test, if you would. And she's like, okay, sure. She's like, if there's something about you that I need to know, I want to know that now too. So I knew right away that this is great. And so- And, and before you even go further, go back to the vision board, because this is something, that, and I know a lot of people think it's crazy, but I also know so many people who said, you know, that picture of that house I had on the vision board, you know, five years later, I was with my broker and that was the one that he or she walked me to. Mm -hmm. Tell us about, uh, about really how powerful vision boarding can be. Oh, it's incredibly powerful. Now, John Asaraf tells that story in the movie, The Secret, who I've actually become friends with because I visualized meeting him and it's weird he walked into a restaurant. So what we, and I, I actually have a creating a family vision board as, as a bonus in my book. So anyone that actually gets the book, which we'll talk about later, will actually hear more about it. But I mean, our brain, you know, doesn't know the difference between, like between our brain and our heart, doesn't know the difference between truth and reality. And I truly do believe that what we think about and what we speak about, we bring about. So we attract into our lives uh, so much of what we say and think, whether it's what we want or not. And that's Whether what comes bad. It's affirmations. So true. Yeah. So like everyone says affirmations, right? People are like, oh, affirmations are hokey. Well, you know what? If you're playing tennis and you hit the ball in the net, you say you stink. You just affirm that you stink. But if you hit the ball in the net and you affirm that I'm getting better with every single swing, that's what you're affirming. So we choose the words carefully and we choose our visuals carefully. And then we just start attracting into our lives what we want. I don't think it's any mystical thing. I mean, you could talk about like the movie Secret. You talk about these new agey things. This goes back into biblical times and Proverbs. It says death and life is in the power of the tongue. You know, basically saying what you speak about, you bring about. So this is all old stuff. And we just, we don't know how the universe works like that, but it does. And so I know I attracted her based on what I put in that vision board without a doubt. It's so true. And you know what? And this is what I invite everybody to do. Take a look at where you are right now, your surroundings, in the people you're with, in what you have, what you do. It is a representation of the beliefs you hold. They got you to this point, and it's going to take a different set of beliefs to get you somewhere else. And here's where a vision, a vision board, visioning, envisioning can be super powerful because 
It gives you that opportunity to create this idea in your mind on a board, whatever it is. And then, uh, like you said, the brain doesn't know if it's real or not and assumes that it just is good or bad. So be careful. Yeah. I mean, and there's something about just writing it down. Like they say that, like, even just writing down a goal, for example, Mm -hmm. increases the odds of achieving it, I think, by like 60% just by putting it on paper. You know, when we moved to Florida recently, uh, we were looking at houses every day. We'd look at five, six, seven, eight houses, a dozen houses another day. And none of them were perfect. And the night before, on, on a Thursday night, we decided to just write down every single thing that we want in the house, talk about it, visualize it and all that. The next house we saw on that Friday is the one that we're buying and that we put our offer on and got accepted. Like that was the perfect house. And why didn't we do that a month earlier when we started looking two months earlier? I don't know. We were so busy in life. But when you put the power of intention, you know, you put it to paper, amazing things happen. That's so powerful. And it's interesting because, you know, I bounce back and forth, East Coast, West Coast, and I am going to to. I have a vision board of the house that that I that I want the next house I want to buy, but I'm going to write down the exact details of it. And and I think uh, you actually gave me an amazing idea. Thank you. Okay, so let's get back to. So Brooke said, "I will take the test." Yeah. So she takes the test, and she was like, "What kind of questions is this?" I go, "Don't worry, you'll understand one day." Right. So we go and meet with Zana, and it was a totally different feel because Zana just knew that we were two people that were meant to be together. Like it was going to be so much easier than the way Stephanie and I were going to be. We could, Stephanie and I could have made it work, but it would have been challenging based on so many things that the test reveals. But with Brooke and I, we just complimented each other in so many different ways. We had things in common that need to be in common and we had things opposite that needed to be opposite. Mm-hmm. And uh, we really, it's like, yes, we're both complete people individually, but you know, based on the scale of things, we did complement and sort of complete each other in certain ways. And so from that first- And, and I'm of- going to stop you right there. There's a very big difference between walking into a relation- relationship, you feel like a half, you need to meet the, that other half so you feel whole. No, no, no. It's a whole different universe. When you are whole on your own, you meet another whole, then you're a power couple. And it sounds that's like right. that's where you were. That's exactly right. And I know that had I not been doing the work with Zana for the, the time pre- prior to meeting her, to meeting Brooke- I don't think I would have been whole. I would not have been complete. I would not have been ready for it. So um, I was fortunate to have that manual. And then Brooke was fortunate to get it early on in our relationship. And that was, I think, uh, nine, 10 years ago. And we haven't had a bad day together, maybe like a bad minute or two in all that time, but very few. We've never had any real fights or anything. We've never gone to bed angry at each other. And we still use the information from that revealing, you know, that discovery session from all those years ago. Um, and to the point of which a couple of years after us doing that, uh, Brooke and I were just doing our goal setting our visualization. And we were talking about what the next year would look like in our lives. And Brooke was talking about wanting to possibly get out of her existing job that she liked, but it wasn't as fulfilling to her. And I said, well, what do you want to do? And she says, well, I'd really like to work with like families and couples and kids and stuff like that and businesses. I'm like, so you want to be like a marriage and family therapist? She goes, no, I'd really like to kind of do what Zana does. I'm like, oh, well, she does certifications and stuff. So that's when we started to look into it. And then she and I both got certified in the technology. So she does the coaching. I don't do any coaching. I talk about it because I'm so passionate about it. I use it in all my businesses. I've had, you know, five wellness centers. I do this in the corporate world, Um, but I don't do the coaching. I just kind of explain it, but she's a genius at it. And it has changed our lives. You know, here we are, we're waiting to move into the house that we bought. We went from 3,300 square feet to about 1,100 square feet, two bedrooms. And we would normally be, you know, not we, but people in general shrinking down like that would be, you know, it's 
two of us and a five and a half year old. Mm -hmm. And we're not fighting it. Things are a disaster here. So there are things that we'll talk about in the test that would normally train anybody and possibly make them, you know, want to flee the relationship or be abusive or something like that. You look at what happened in COVID, you know, you're locking couples in, in a small place together. And in some cases it's making relationships stronger, but in others it's horrible. And I'm sure, you know, you're dealing with this, you know, you've been, you know, as a, in the coaching that you're doing, you probably deal with this all the time of how many divorces are coming out of it. And some of them, they're lucky if they could get a divorce because some can't even get out of the house. They can't even get out of that relationship. Well, that's the thing. I mean, here they are, they've been betrayed and, and there, there is that reckoning because sometimes they can't even afford the divorce. They can't afford two separate residences and it's, it is tough. But on the other hand, like you said, it's also an opportunity to spend more time together that they hadn't had, you know, they, they didn't have the opportunity to do. And in that, they're coming together in a whole different way. So good and bad across the board. I'm seeing everything yeah. for sure. So, so what are some of you, you mentioned some of the questions, but what do some of the responses reveal? Like, are there, is it character traits that are just more compatible with someone else or what is it? So, yeah, so I, I refer to them as the five utilities, right? So it's called the ultimate life tool. Um, put on by the U Institute, which is your own understanding, Y-O-U. So that's why I, I'm very clever with words. So I came up with the five utilities. Um, and the first utility we refer to is nature. And that's how do you show up in nature? So we've all heard the term, you know, structure determines function, right? So like a car is structured a certain way in order to function a certain way. So you're not going to take a Ferrari, for example, camping, and you're not going to take a Jeep on the Autobahn right? They're both structured differently. They're going to function differently, mm -hmm. right? So everything in nature shows up a certain way and it's structured a certain way to function a certain way. So it helps us understand, you know, what your true identity is, or your true self in nature. Mm -hmm. So when you truly understand that, it really helps you navigate through life um, in understanding, you know, why, it comes down to basically why you do the things you do the way you do them. So not only why you do them, but why do you do them the way that you do them? Mm -hmm. So for example, we, uh, you know, we talked about the physicality piece before, right. And about why I was asking questions about your eyes and things like that. Well, when you look at a car, you know, something about the properties and the traits of that car by looking at it, you look at a Ferrari and you know, it's going to be a fast car. Cause look at its aerodynamics. Right. And you look at the Jeep and you know it's going to be rugged and be able to transport a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. You look at trees. If you're looking for shade, you're not going to go and hang out under a cactus. Mm -hmm. right? You look for a willow tree. Right. And if you are a tree hugger and you go to hug the, the, the cactus, are you going to get mad at the cactus for pricking you? Right? No, right. the pricks are there. You could see them. Right? Yeah. If you look at two dogs and you see you know, a Labradoodle or a Golden Retriever, right? That's not going to be the best guard dog in the world. You know, you might want to go for the, the German Shepherd, right? right? Well, how do you know the difference between what type of dog to use for, for guarding you, what type of car to drive, what kind of tree to hug? Mm -hmm. You see them, we see them with our eyes yeah. and that shows up in our physicality and people are the same way. And we innately feel these things. Like you meet somebody and immediately, sometimes you could tell somebody that you could trust or not trust. And you don't know why mm -hmm. um, you could tell if somebody seems negative or not negative and you don't quite know why, but there's something, there's an essence about them. It shows up in our physicality. So the ULT takes your physicality, your physical traits into account. So what uh, Zana Hackett refers to as physiometrics. Mm -hmm. It takes it all into account. So this way you can actually know more about a person and know what to expect in a positive way, but more importantly, understand their perfection. 
Mm-hmm. So just because somebody might be more negative than another one doesn't mean there's something wrong with them. It doesn't mean they're a mean person or a bad person. It just means they're processing information differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we, we, when we understand somebody's physicality, we know what to expect and we can see them for the perfection and it helps avoid opportunities for betrayal in the future. Amazing. So that's, yeah. So that's the first utility that I like to talk about. The second one are drivers. You know, what drives and motivates somebody? So, you know, this is, we, we talk about different types of personality tests out there that show different drivers. This is not so much, um, do you like to lead or do you like to play music or do you want to win this, make all this money or win this game? This is about how you do that. So leaders show up in different ways. You know, some leaders show up as like regal and they're out there and the outspoken person and other types of leaders are more quiet. And they just kind of listen. And and they're like E.F. Hutton. When E.F. Hutton speaks, people listen. Well, some of those leaders are very quiet. But when they speak, people listen. They hang on to every word. So and then the other people that are put into leadership roles because they like leadership, but they're terrible at it. Mm -hmm. They're not actually built for it. They're not made for it. And so they end up wilting. They're not thriving. They're wilting because they're put in certain roles. So leadership is just one of many different types. You know, one of the other motivators is some people like diversity in life. So when the test reveals that somebody likes diversity and it's a couple, for example, that's something that we're going to know right away that this is somebody that might cheat on you. Mm-hmm. Right. So you need to be careful because they might want to have somebody with different hairstyles. So it's an opportunity to maybe wear a wig, you know, or, they, or dress up, you know, wear different clothing, you know, when, in the intimacy moments, you know, you want to be careful that there's variety going on there, that it's not the same mundaneness over and over and over again. And you see these traits, even without taking the ULT, you'll see them. They'll, they go from job to job. They move from city to city. Right, um, right. They just, they don't have any strong loyalty to anything. Not that they're not loyal people, but they're constantly moving. And yeah. they're constantly needing diversity. So somebody who's got that diversity trait is somebody who that needs to be nurtured. The other partner needs to know that so that way they could keep them from cheating um, or something like that. And then you've got, you know, another trait, for example, that is all about creating change. And these are people that their environment needs to be changing all the time. And when that is not nurtured properly, they could become abusive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we see that show up, we know how to nurture it so that somebody, you're going to mitigate, you're going to limit the amount of opportunities for things like that to happen. Mm-hmm. So there's about 12 different traits in particular, and then all these different combinations and how they show up in an individual, whether somebody's likely to steal, whether somebody's likely to feel sorry for themselves. So we see the negative and we see the positive sides for each individual trait. So when they're not being nurtured properly, then we're going to see the wilting side and the negative versus the positive side and how they can actually do amazing things in this world. Got it. And I'm, I'm always in the minds of my listeners and viewers, and I, I can sense they got a little prickly when you said, well, you know, you need to do this and that so they don't cheat. And, uh, and here's an opportunity, everybody listening and watching, um, that you can look at this saying, I'm actually really into the idea of keeping things fresh and, and new, uh, or it's just not a fit. Totally your call. It is not that you're going to have to do things to prevent that person from cheating. Just want to make sure we say it because I know who's listening and watching. Okay. Tell us number three. So the third utility we refer to as being refinement. This is your tolerance towards people, places, and things. So there are some people that really need to have environments neat and pristine and others don't care about a mess. Now, if you saw the condo that I'm in right now, it's a total mess, which is draining my level of refinement 
because I have a slightly higher level of refinement than my wife does. Mm-hmm. But we're in very tight quarters. We can't do much. We have a five and a half year old that likes to draw in sort of papers, like sketches, like all over the place right now. Like I won't even do that to your audience to have them see this. Um, I but think yes. that's beautiful. I just saw one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it does make me wilt a little bit. But what's good is that my wife understands this. Um, so we don't let it get to too, too far. Or if she sees me starting to drain because of it, she's going to do something, either help clean up or do something else to help feed me so I can thrive. Uh, so our refinement shows up with, with order. It shows up with jewelry. Like some people don't, they, they love costume jewelry and other people want the most pristine gold or platinum, right? right? Um, where you travel to, like you travel to a place of in, like India is gonna be very different than traveling to a place like Paris, right? Mm-hmm. The types of hotels that you stay in. So when partners don't have similar refinements, right? They need to know that because one needs to feed the other appropriately uh, because I, we see refinement as the silent killer. for It's the, the most deadly incompatibility in most relationships. Mm-hmm. And it's not because you don't have the order together and stuff. It's because when somebody is draining, they're going to work on those lack, the negative sides of the, of the, um, the motor drivers and motivators we talked about before. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to end up bringing out the worst in somebody. So you, you've got to make sure that if you're not similar and compatible in refinement, that you want to be able to get on the same page. Um, and if you can't be on the same page, that you definitely take care of things to handle um, the differences and discrepancies. And that's about working together. I wanna make sure we get to the last two of them. So what's number four? Number four is all about connection. That's how you learn and download information. So it's basically the key to someone's heart. Like some people, you know, they have to be connecting with somebody by movement. Some have to do with something intellectual, you know, they have to say something that's interesting. Some, it comes down to the senses. Uh, There's all different ways that people connect. And so understanding how one another connects is going to basically help open up the door to the other person's heart. Um, and that one's a lot easier to explain. So we don't need to delve too much no. into that one. That's and like the love language. What's their yeah, love? Yeah, exactly. That It's yeah. more connected to love languages than any of the others. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then the last one is basically perception. That's how you perceive life and the world around you. You know, some people see, you know, the cup is half full. Some see it as half empty. Um, I say some people that their, their uh, refinement's too high, so cups aren't good enough. They just want crystal. So it's how everything all gets together. Uh, but some people, you know, they'll see what's not working first and what is working and what is their overall polarity, if you will. Are they tending, are they going to tend to be more negative, more positive, or neutral? And so all that information together really puts together the whole being. And so when somebody were to take another type of a test like DISC or Strength Finders or Myers-Briggs, Um, those are all great tests. This ULT gives those others a place to live. So it doesn't have to be this test or that test. It could be this test and that test uh, to really understand the fullness of the individual. Wonderful. You know what's so great? I'm sure everybody is sitting there kicking themselves. I wish I took this test 10, 20, 30 plus years ago, whatever. But, uh, But what a great way to find out who you are, where you land, where you stand. So, so Brian, where do we go to learn more about you and ULT and all of this amazing information? Yeah, great. So if you want to learn more about the ULT, um, we have a website. And I don't know if you'll put this in the uh, description somewhere. But But say it out loud anyway. Yeah, dreamwellness.com, which is D-R-E-A-M, like you dream at night, dreamwellness.com slash take the test. And 
And then what they can do is if they actually do go ahead and take the test, they can read all about it there. They could contact Brooke from there. She could talk about it. Um, and then you could, if they do want to take the test, they put in a code DW, like Dream Wellness, ULT, and then the number two. D-W-U-L-T number two. Okay, you heard it, everybody. And I'm also going to have it in the show notes. Yep. And uh, this information is also in your book. Tell us uh, uh, quickly about your book. Yeah, so we talk about the, we talk about a lot about this in the book. Um, the book is called Dream Wellness, The Five Keys to Raising Kids for a Lifetime of Physical and Mental Health. And I would say probably 20 to 30% talks all about this because when you talk about mental health, you got to be able to understand yourself and those in your family. So good luck raising your kids if you don't know who each other are. Right. And so this is all part of that manual. Uh, that book can be found at dreamwellnessbook.com. And anyone that wants to learn more about the book, if they go to dreamwellnessbook.com and they sign up, you know, just to kind of get more information about it, they're going to get all different kinds of gifts in there. One of them, you know, put together especially for your audience is mastering self love, mastering self love and finding inner peace and joy in you. Y-O-U. So they'll get that. It's a 45-page ebook and it's chock full of tons of information. So they'll get that instantly just for putting their name and email address in there. They'll get an email with it, but they're also going to get information about reducing screen time for themselves and for their kids with a digital detox. So if they have children that they're raising, they want to work on that. There's also some great nutrition, nutritional resources in there that they're going to get for free just for signing up, such as the guide to reading and understanding food packaging labels and a vitamin mineral guide, the deficiencies and cravings. So everything about raising a healthy family naturally. But of course, I know that your entire audience is not raising kids, but it's stuff that they could share with other people that they know as well. And they'll learn for themselves. Absolutely. Um, so lots of value there. Well, there you go, everybody. Lo another amazing tool for your tool chest. And uh, I absolutely recommend it. I, 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 I'm, like I said, the reason why I had you on, I've never heard of it and it sounded wonderful. And, uh, and I know there are so many listeners and viewers who are saying that is exactly what I'm going to do. And that will be a requirement for my next relationship when I'm ready. But as I cautioned you, cautioned you before, do not, do not, do not, no relationship until you are healed, until you are healthy, whole and healed, because the person who shows up when you're at that place is very different than when uh, you, you know, you're, you're not ready for it yet. Dr. Brian, thank you so much for your insight and your wisdom. You shared so much with our audience today. Thanks for having me, Debbie. And it's great. And thanks for doing all you're doing for so many people that need your work. The power of intention is powerful, as Dr. Brian demonstrated in meeting his wife, Brooke. The ultimate life tool sounds incredible, too. So be sure to stay in touch with Dr. Brian to learn more at dreamwellness.com forward slash take the test and use the code DW2ULT. It's different from what Dr. Brian said during the show. He gave me this code afterwards. You can also get his new book by going to dreamwellnessbook.com. Here's my biggest takeaway. The five utilities. One, nature. Structure determines function. Two, drives how you lead. Three, refinement, your tolerance towards people, places, and things. Four, connection, how you learn and download information. Five, how you perceive life around you is your 
cup, half empty, half full. Great stuff. For more great stuff, be sure to check out the PBT Institute where we have everything you'd ever need to become your physical, mental, emotional best. Community, support, certified coaches and practitioners you could schedule time with, daily classes on all kinds of interesting topics, curated experts teaching advanced strategies in the areas of health, mindset, spirituality, personal development. Imagine the most friendly, welcoming, and supportive place to become your best. And it's all online. Nothing like this exists. And I am so excited to welcome you. Go to thepbtinstitute.com forward slash join to learn more. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to be with you next time. And here's to your breakthrough.